0: fastgrowingtrees.com code pool. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to timcast.com Click join us and become a member. To support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from Timcast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Last night, Elon Musk made a bold declaration. So nice, it must be covered twice. He told the advertisers who are boycotting Axe, formerly Twitter, to go F yourselves. And he said it twice on stage. Like I said, so nice, he must say it twice. But there's a bigger picture here, my friends. Woke ESG companies have lost $5 trillion in just two years. We're winning. And I want to start off with the statements by Elon to exemplify the outrage, the, the uh, power behind our fight against this woke crap, this woke garbage. But more so, it's also that we can do it. You know, several years ago, It's kind of insane to think about. Try and think back to several years ago when you would get banned from social media for saying hashtag learn to code. There are a lot of things you could not say on YouTube, and YouTube's been forced to back down because we're winning. For too long, the woke psychopaths, the cult, and the deep state, actual government officials and agents. We now know more. The YouTube files just get dumped this morning by Rep. Jim Jordan. We'll talk about that later today. The government was colluding with big tech. We knew they were colluding with Facebook and Twitter because they had backdoor access. Now we know it's YouTube, thanks to the likes of Elon Musk and everyone, really. We did not back down. We did not give up, and we kept pushing, and now we are reclaiming that battlefield. Now, I know we did talk about this last night in IRL, but I do want to give you this context and play these clips for you, for those that may have missed it and are just waking up to the news. Technology entrepreneur Elon Musk does not care if advertisers come back to X and compared their withdrawal from the platform to blackmail. While appearing at the New York Times Deal Book Summit, Musk was asked about the criticism he faced in recent weeks and the impact on his business. Now, you may have seen the clip, and it's a good clip, and I want to play it for you. But there's a more important clip, in my opinion. And that clip is Elon Musk saying he is sick of the companies that want to look like they're doing good when they're doing evil. I think that's it. That exemplifies wokeness 100% and ESG and DEI, these, these corrupt politicians. They wear a mask. They claim they're fighting racism, but they are the most racist. Oh, so I, got, I got the videos for you. Take a look at this clip. ALX has the tweet. Here's what Elon Musk had to say for those who missed it. Oh, man, it's just, I'm sorry. It's just, uh, it's too good.
1: And, and you're clarifying this now. Um, But there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online, there was all of the criticism, there was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope they stop. You hope? Uh, Don't
2: advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Uh-oh. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> is that clear? Is that clear? I, I hope it is. I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Hi, Cheer Bob.
1: <laughs> Bob Iger, well, well, let me ask you then.
2: That's how I feel. Don't about, advertise.
1: How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift. Maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, what do you do? F.Y. I, I, I understand that, but
3: there's
1: a reality to. What? <laughs> uh, have this view. What do you do? F.Y. <laughs> I, I, I understand that, but there's a reality to. Judy on is
0: awesome.
2: Right. Yes. No, no. I, I,
0: I, I mean, Linda no,
1: Yaccarino
2: right here and she's got to sell I, 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 advertising. Absolutely. So, um, no, no, totally. totally. So, so, no, no. Actually, what, what this advertising boycott is, uh, is, is going to do, it's, it's going to kill the company. And do you think that the company. I, I, but, and the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company and we will document it in great detail but there are those advertisers i
1: imagine are going to say they're going to say we didn't kill the company oh yeah they're going to say tell to tell to earth tell but they're going to gonna earth. say that they're going to say elon that you killed the company because you said these things and that nope. they were inappropriate things and that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform right let's that's see, that's and, what and
2: they're going to say and let's see how earth responds to that
0: Something, okay this amazing amazing absolutely amazing for elon musk and there's more that he said that I think matters a bit more. But let's make this point. Because I said this uh, uh, the other day. I said it in 2018 with the YouTube uh, uh, ad apocalypse. Do these advertisers know that they are making a political activist stand, uh, stance in concert with each other? Do you, do you understand what that means? It's one thing if you're an advertiser and you're just like, well, we don't know if we're buying ads you know, in, in, in the future. It's another thing. When you all come together for a political cause. And that's the point. They're going to make the argument, wow, we didn't do anything. We just want to be on the platform. And it's like, no, simultaneously, you all banded together to strip this company of its resources. If you don't want to advertise, that's fine. Stop. And the company can keep on keeping on with whoever is advertising. But you all teamed up. And it has nothing to do with the platform. Those are lies. That's the point. So here's what I said about the adpocalypse. And Elon, here's an option for you. You're in a document in great detail. Yeah. How about we run ads where the ads should have been? Here's what, here's what you do, Elon. You run ads for Twitter Blue. And you write, these companies teamed up together for a political cause to try and cause economic harm to X. Sign up. For X Premium today to help keep the pe- the platform going. Because I'll I'll tell you one thing, my friends, if everybody signed up for X Premium, eight bucks a month or sixteen if you could afford it, this platform ain't going nowhere. Let's talk about what they do and how they do it. In 2020, I believe we were uh, almost entirely ad supported, and um, in 2018, 2019, <clears throat> things were going pretty well for the Timcast Corporation. Uh, I was, I was almost entirely operating off of YouTube ad revenue. And I got to be honest, the amount of money was bonkers and we switched models. We ended up losing a lot in ad revenue because of the model switch. And we, we, we could bring a lot of that back, but we're better off here. We're better off here. Uh, we still have, uh, we've, we've increased our sponsorships in other ways. Instead of relying solely on just cranking out as many views as possible, which is how we were generating the ad revenue, we focused on building memberships instead. So now, uh, this company is almost entirely funded, or I-, I should be careful, this this company is funded, I believe, the majority off of memberships. Or I, I shouldn't say the majority, I say the plurality of our revenue is memberships at TimCast.com. That's right. And that means that if we get banned or canceled or attacked in the media, don't matter. You see, each and every one of you who goes to TimCast.com and signs up and becomes a member is creating a chainmail armor. They can strike at one of these, one of these links, but they can never strip through that armor. Now, of course, in front of that armor, we do have sponsors and advertisers for which we've expanded in this area. We just finalized a, uh, a deal, uh, or I should say we signed a, a six-figure deal recently. It was fantastic, and uh, we're, we're, uh, we're, things are going well going well for us. This is the same thing for X, that if you support the platform, pay for the product you like. Let's make the advertisers irrelevant. Let's take the responsibility for ourselves. Let me tell you, Twitter is a narrative machine. It's what the deep state was using to control the narrative. We know this. Now, what happens if we take away the advertiser's power and they can advertise? That's great. Advertising is money. But let's say that you and I take the responsibility unto ourselves and say, I'll spend the eight bucks. In fact, let me just tell you, TimCast.com spends several thousand dollars per month on X. And that's not even the advertising that we're going to be launching at the beginning of Q1 next year. We, uh, uh, we already spend several thousand as a, as a business for all of our staff to uh, because we believe in the company. It's a good product. We like the product. Elon's greatly improved the product. Let me tell you, my friends, we uh, we want to do a skit, a sketch. We got a new show. It's called The Boonies. Follow at Boonies HQ on Instagram for all of your action sports and skateboarding needs. And it's it's just getting started. It's just getting started. And we want to do a bit because skateboard lingo is banned. That's right. So in the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skateboarder 1, there was a trick. That trick has a name that uh, I am reluctant to say on YouTube. They changed the name of the trick in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 out of fear that it would be offensive to parents. Well, okay. now I get that. I do. But it's fascinating that here I can't go on YouTube and say, here is a set of tricks in a certain way. So we want to do a bit. The funny thing is, we know that we can go on Axe and we can post the bit in full without fear of getting banned. How about that? And rumble, too. This is the power of paying. That's really it. If you are a member, if you buy that product, that's how it goes, baby. But let's take a look at this. I believe this may be one of the more important statements. Modernity News said it was overshadowed by the more viral F them, Elon soundbite. But this is a more vital observation. Let me play the clip for you. You can hear it from Elon himself.
1: The approach to... Um some of the stuff you're doing with with AI has been very specific, right? There's not a let let the chips fall where they may
2: approach to those businesses, I don't think. No, we focus on making the best products and Tesla has gotten to where it's gotten with no advertising at all. I understand that. Tesla currently sells uh, two, twice as much in terms of electric vehicles as the rest of uh, electric car makers in in the United States combined. Tesla has done more to help the environment than uh, all other companies combined. Uh, it would be fair to say that, therefore, as a leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone else, any single human on Earth. How do you feel about that? No, no, I, no, how personally. do I feel about that? Yeah, no,
1: I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that, because this goes, we we're talking about power and influence. and I'm and- saying, I'm
2: saying what, I, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Yep. Fuck them. (laughs) Okay?
1: (laughs) Let me ask you this, because I think part of this... Dude, Elon is
0: awesome. This is exactly what we need right now. The question is, do we deserve it? Yeah. I love that line from The Dark Knight. The hero we need, but not the one we deserve. I think you and I deserve someone After the long fight that we've all been involved in every day. First, just being informed, paying attention to the corruption. The second, pushing back, boycotting companies. You and I, we have fought hard every day to reject the corruption that they have tried to impose on us, our friends, our families, our way of life. So yes, I think that is deserving of a hero who can now help be the tip of the spear there are many individuals who do such things in different directions. But Elon Musk is exactly what we need. A powerful industry leader putting his money where his mouth is. And there are so many people who could do this, and I wish they would. I'm going to, you know, I try to be non-confrontational to people who are uh, potential or actual allies. Fair, fair. But there are a lot of people I know who are very wealthy who could do so much more, but they don't care. They care enough to speak. And that's good. So I'll accept it. That's why I don't want to just start dragging people through the mud. But you can probably think yourself, wealthy individuals who have the means to fight back in powerful ways who don't do it. Who don't? You know, I know I know some people who are very wealthy. They speak. They speak a lot. But man, with the amount of money some of these guys have, they could do so much. They don't want to take the risk. I've had conversations with very wealthy people and I say, guys, I'll tell you there's a path to victory. Spend money in this direction. And they say, and what do I get for it? Like, what's the path? And you know, my attitude is, it's, it's, it's certainly not that. This idea that if you're, if you're worth hundreds of millions, if you're worth billions, not that I'm, not that I'm actually talking to any billionaires, but if, if you're worth all this money, I don't know. At what point are you just like, I'll sink money to win this, even if it's a great personal risk. The attitude from so many of these individuals is if I put two million dollars behind this project, what will the project do and how much will I make? And it's fair to say you want to know what the end result of the mission will be. But sometimes you've got to just take a great risk. Their attitude is not just we need to make money back, but there's a, long, a, a strong proponent of it, a strong uh, a proportion of it. Sorry, where they say, OK, if I'm going to invest two million dollars into this cause, How much do I make in three years? And my answer is often like, I don't know, you might not make anything. They're like, why would I do it? Because you want to win, right? Take risks. Push back on this. But I'm confident if you invest in these projects, you will win. Look at Bud Light. Look at all of these companies that have failed. And look at the Daily Wire. They got over a million monthly members. Those guys are sitting pretty. There's gold waiting to be mined. It is being given up by Disney. Disney's trying to course correct right now. The next thing I hear is, if we do invest in this, what will it actually accomplish? And I'm like, look, forward the line. Invest in movie projects and cultural projects, and maybe they don't work, but take that risk for your country, for your beliefs, for your worldview. Instead of just sitting back. I know people who are extremely wealthy, and they sit back and they're like, look, man, I speak up every day. My money is for me and my family. And I'm like, okay. And that's fine. I get it. I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. But I'd very much prefer I'd very much prefer uh, the likes of Elon Musk. That's what we need. This dude just told advertisers to go after yourselves that, you know what? Maybe the company will die. Yep. You're killing the company. And we'll all know you did it. And they'll try and make the argument. No, they didn't. But we know. We know. So now you got Kim You got other people Tweeting, boycott Disney Plus if they boycott X. Look, any company that wants to pull their ads, I don't care about that. As an individual company saying for legitimate reasons like financial or we're not seeing the return, I get that. But hold on there a minute. That's not what's happening. What's happening is that an activist organization went to them and said, would you like to join our activist cause? And Disney said, we're right there with you, despite knowing that they're misaligned with the public. I love it. We're winning. That's all that matters. We're winning. Disney knows the stance they've taken with their movies is costing them money. And now they're doubling down in the public sphere, attacking X in coordination with political activists. Well, okay. You think this is going to help improve your company? I think the investors should sue. If, if look, if, this is fascinating. If you have Disney. If you have stock and shares in Disney, or if you have like a retirement fund with, you know, some shares in Disney, you should be filing a lawsuit. Why? Disney knows this political path is costing them money. It's hurting you, the shareholder. They've admitted it. They have a fiduciary responsibility to seek out paths towards improving and making money for you. Now they're jumping onto a political activist cause once again. This is going to once again hurt the company. Let's speak practically. They're cutting their advertising. Of course, that's going to hurt a business. And then the argument, oh, but we're you know we're not seeing the return, so cutting this is going to save us money. They're dropping their marketing. You can make an argument right there that mm, I got bad uh, vision of the future for the company. It's not very good if they're cutting massive marketing campaigns. They're dropping marketing at a time when they need it, when they're already suffering in the box office. They need to be marketing their movies, try and sell more. But okay, business stuff. The only problem is, they're cutting the marketing in alignment with activists with political activists who are aligned with the views the public despises. They know what they are doing is going to drop their stock and cost you money. Y'all got I don't have any stock in that garbage company. I boycotted them a long time ago. Y'all got to sue. I have it's really crazy. I used to be a big fan of the MCU. I've not gone and seen I think the last thing was Guardians 3. Cuz uh you know it was a tapering off and I often say you know, I don't expect everyone to just drop all of their entertainment, but this is it. This is the line, man. I stand with Elon. And you know what? I got this for you. Woke capitalism's come up, comeuppance. Investments in trendy ESG assets collapsed by $5 trillion in just two years. Y'all need to sue. I mean, if you've got stock in any of these companies, like Anheuser-Busch or whatever, you need to get on board with these lawsuits, man. They are adopting political activist causes and losing money, and they're doing it on purpose. So this is what I say. You know, if, you, if, you're, if you're a publicly traded company, maybe you don't want to get involved in political activism. Fair point. Could cost you money. But if you are an individual making your investments, buying your products, you should be boycotting. You should be saying no to these companies, and you should be speaking out and getting involved in this stuff. These companies hate you. If you have the means to invest, take the risk. We got uh, Danny Polchuk and Ryan Long coming today. And last week with Danny, I said let's do a movie. He, I said, how much do you think it would cost to actually make a movie? And he's like $1 million dollars, and I'm like, okay, let's do it. Does does Timcast have the? Let me let me let me explain a lot of how business works. Because I know most of you who run business and understand this or do finance. When we pledge something like two hundred fifty thousand dollars in ads on X, I am not saying that right now I will write a check for two hundred fifty k. I am not saying I have two hundred fifty k. To be fair, this company is doing very, very well. I'm saying that over a period of time, we will, de- we will put revenue into this, effectively financing. In Q1, we're hoping to do like 100 grand per month in advertising on X. Why? Look, man, if, if X is taking this position, if Elon's taking this position, I know that the people who like and use X are likely going to be customers of Timcast. They're likely going to like the content we do. We are aligned. That's a business opportunity right there. So of course I want to advertise. When I say we want to put a million bucks into a movie with Ryan Long, should Ryan Long and Danny want to do it? I'm not saying they do. I'm saying we men- I mentioned it and maybe we'll talk later today. I don't want to put them on the spot or anything like that. But what I'm, I'm not saying that I'm going to write a check for a million dollars. I'm saying that over the course of a year, we will write checks periodically to fund the production of a, of a comedy film. And I think it'll be great. And I think it'll be worth it. I think we should take those risks. We spent a large sum of money on Infringed. And I'm I'm hoping that when we when we run the numbers, it comes out to be a a net positive. But infringed is something that matters. A documentary by John Dutrois and Lauren Southern about gun culture and gun rights and the importance of your gun rights. This is how we win. You know what? Infringed wasn't anywhere near as big as like what uh, what is a woman? It's not going to chart or be in any film festivals. We're not at that level. But I am going to spend that money. You better believe it. And we'll keep making it. And we will build and we will figure it out. Daily Wire is doing the same thing, but they're substantially larger than us. It doesn't matter. I am going to keep doing this because I will say it again. If you come to me and tell me, if you had a million dollars in cash right now, what would you buy? I'd say I'd, I'd, I'd spend it to win the culture war. That is what I want to buy. I'll tell you what I want. Have you seen the price of gold lately? At 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Bye-bye. I want to buy waking up just before sunrise on Christmas morning, sitting down on the couch with a frilly sweater and a cup of hot cocoa with the lights turned low, the Christmas tree flickering, Looking out at a silent snowfall, I want that, that feeling. And you know, growing up, I had something like that. We were not a particularly well loved family or anything like that, but we had that—the the, the the sunrise, the snowfall, and even the dusk, the silent night, sitting there with the day coming to an end and the snow falling, and everything's quiet. That feeling, Christmas—that's what I want. But you know what? I want you to understand. You want you want to you want you want you. Want, you I want you to understand this, okay? let me uh, let me see if we can pull this up right here. I want you to see this far leftists attacking the Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting. Do I have a, an article on this one? Yeah. This is what it's all about. These people showing up and attacking police what they what they did when they were lighting the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. So what I want to buy, I want to buy a Christmas tree lighting. For many of you, maybe faith-based. For me, it's not so much. But that's, that's it, man. They want to take that away from you. That pisses me off. That's what I want to buy. So what I will say is if I had infinite funds, I would buy a, a wooden structure on a hilltop overlooking a city. With a beautiful glass pane front wall. Because I, I was mentioning it, I saw an AI render of this. With a fireplace. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd buy. But there's another thing you can buy. And it is preserving that for everybody. By winning the culture war. And telling these woke companies. They want to destroy that warm feeling. That family feeling. That tradition. They want to destroy it. What I would rather buy is crushing them. To ensure that everyone. Today and tomorrow. Can understand that that feeling of family and tradition, and it's a good thing. It's goodness, and these people are evil. You want to know? You want to know what 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 evil looks like? These people claim to be good, and that's what Elon pointed out. They claim to be good, they but they're more concerned with looking good while they do evil. I don't even know if I want to pull this one up. A Jewish guy was walking down the street, and uh, they call him several anti-Semitic and racial slurs for being Jewish. I I, I I can't play this video, man. They're screaming slurs at this guy. They are Palestinian activists who see a Jewish man and start screaming at him. And I'm just like, the dude calls them Hamas supporters. So what do they do? They call him ethnic slurs. They don't actually care about being good people. They care about winning power. You know, let me, let me make sure this is clear. Because I had this conversation with people too. They say it's not about Jewish. It's about Israel. You can be opposed to Israel without being anti-Semitic. And I'm like, fact. But these people chanting from the river to the sea? No, that's about Jewish people. Maybe not every single person, because many people don't know what they're talking about. But let me make it clear. Ask them. When you say from the river to the sea, what about the Arab Israelis? They'll be free. Like, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yes. So you're talking about supporting one ethnic group over another which would mean they're specifically referring to the the Israeli Jews. Now, again, that's a component of it. For many of these people, it's war, conflict, and that's fair. Like my friends who are concerned about the military actions, not the ethnicity. I totally get that. But when, you're, when, when these activists are marching through the street, the majority of them ask them, they will tell you. This is my point. They're more concerned with looking good than doing good, and Elon nails it. That's what that F you to advertisers means. So here's what we can do. Y'all can become, uh, y- y'all can buy Twitter premium, X premium and support the platform. If there's a product you like, pay for it. So many people have expected things for free. When what is a woman came out there, are people like, why, why is the daily? Why putting it for free? It's so important. And they're like, yo, because it costs us a lot. I think it was like a million dollars to make or something like that. It costs a lot of money to make this. Like we're making a product. Buy it. We're not communists. We're capitalists. That means if I invent the light bulb, you buy the light bulb off me. You're grateful I invented the light bulb, and then I can make more. I'm not a fan of plan obsolescence, by the way. I think light bulbs could be better. But that's the point. Yes, we're trying to do good, but we're trying to be sustainable and win. We're not commies. We're capitalists. And that doesn't mean I'm going to make money off a cause and go buy an infinity pool. It means if I make a documentary like Infringed, or I should say Lauren Southern and John Dutrois made it, I, uh, Tim Timcast executive produced it and financed it, If we do that, in order to do more, we need people to pay for it. If you think the product is good, you pay for it. We make more of that product. Let's win the culture war. I want each and every young person today on social media to ask themselves this question. How do I succeed in this space and become a successful and famous YouTuber? And you know what it should be? It should be that they did a really cool skate trick. With a Gadsden flag behind them, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm pulling it up. I'm gonna pull that up for y'all. All right, so you can watch exactly what I'm talking about and uh, give myself that credit. So uh, here's a video. Let's do. Let's do this. If this okay? Here's a video that uh, we shot in the skate barn, and it's got 593,000 views. All right, here you go. Watch this little skate clip. This is the hardest flat ground flip trick I can personally do, and it is called the Hang 10 Hard Flip Late Flip, okay? You don't got to understand any of that. All that matters is it is a trick that apparently, we oh, put up one week, one week ago, that matters enough to where it got nearly 600,000 hits. Everybody wants to watch it, and what's, that, what's right there in the background? That's a Gadsden flag. That's my point. That's what I mean. Here's another flip trick I put up yesterday. This one's got 100,000 views. It's called a forward flip or dolphin flip. doesn't matter if you know anything about skateboarding. The point is, in the video clip, the Gadsden flag. We put it up there for a reason. I want every single young person who's going to watch these skate clips. Here's another video clip right down here. Gadsden flag. That's the point. The point is, the Gadsden flag represents individual liberties. It, It represents your right to live your life free from government intrusion. And they would try to lie and claim it's racist. Nah. We ain't playing that game. I'll tell you the game I'm playing. I never film. You look at my, my Instagram, there's almost no skateboarding clips. I don't care. But you know what? I decided to. Why? Because these crackpots are invading our culture and I'm sick of it. And perhaps you can say, it only mattered to you, Tim, when they invaded skateboarding. Well, you know, I talked about video games and all that stuff too, but fair point. We care about the things we care about. I want every young person who skates, who wants to watch a video of this crazy flip trick that I did, to also see a Gadsden flag. And then when the teacher says something like, this flag is racist, i am like, what? You like, my favorite skateboarders have that flag. You're lying. I know you're lying. That's not what it means. That's the point. We're going to put our money where our mouth is. So I decided, you know what? I'll start filming some skateboarding. And I will add this, too. It's funny. A lot of people are like, wow, Tim, you're getting really good. No, I'm sorry. I'm actually getting substantially worse at skateboarding every day. Uh, Yo, this is me at 37. Almost 38. Three, four months, i 38. And, uh. I used to be substantially better at skateboarding. But I decided, you know what? I'm pretty good, right? This clip's got 600,000 hits. People are going nuts over it. I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. It's a trick I did eight years ago. And, I, and it's, my, it's a trick I can do, and I can do many more, and we'll film more. But I decided if I don't film this stuff, who am I inspiring with everything I learned and everything I can do in skateboarding? If wokeness infects skateboarding, it will be because. I did not engage in the culture. So I said, "Okay, fine, we will film, we will get involved, we will invest, we're investing millions of dollars into an East Coast skate facility. And I don't know how it'll play out, but I'm going to spend the money. When you spend money, depending on what you spend money on, you don't lose that money, right? If you buy a phone, the phone has that value. You can sell the phone later you retain that. If you buy a cheeseburger and you eat it, well, you know, that, that's gone now, but you needed it for yourself to live. We're investing in a massive skate park. I don't know that that skate park will retain its value because it's a skate park. What I do know is that culturally, we will produce content that will inspire young people, present them with opportunity, and show them. Do you want to skate at a multi-million dollar indoor-outdoor facility for only the best skateboarders, and the coolest people? Well, I got no beef with your politics, right? Just don't hate, don't be racist, and recognize people are allowed to have their opinions. You can come skate, but you're going to have to skate in front of a Gadsden flag. You don't have to like it, but it's there. I want to push back, and that's what we're doing. So shout out to Elon Musk. We're winning. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I know a lot of people are asking, what did we gain? from the Republicans getting the slim majority in Congress if they're not doing anything. Okay, well, look, we can certainly ask they do more. That's fair. But we're getting a lot, to be completely honest. Maybe a lot isn't enough. Maybe we need a massive tidal wave of, I don't know, subpoenas, criminal referrals, etc. But we got some big breaking news this morning. White House worked with YouTube to censor COVID-19 and vaccine misinformation, House Judiciary Committee. And as of uh, today, for the past few hours, I have been watching a hearing in Congress with Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, and it is interesting to see the conversations being had. Of course, the Democrats are losing it, claiming none of this matters and it's irrelevant. But uh, this is a serious deal. This is the government colluding with big tech private organizations to interfere in U.S. elections and seriously put people in, uh, at risk. This story is about how, on YouTube, you could be banned for wrongthink pertaining to medical practices. Now, let me just say, my friends, my position is has been the same. I ain't here to give you medical advice. I don't think I should give you medical advice, nor should I give you financial advice. I don't want the legal responsibility. That ain't on me. I'm just some dude complaining on the internet. That being said, YouTube should be in the exact same position. YouTube should have no policy whatsoever pertaining to advice on medical issues. That is to say, I believe YouTube, I hope you're listening, you as a corporation and the people involved in your company are personally responsible for anyone who receives any kind of adverse effect when you set guidelines on what medical practices are allowed to be discussed on this platform. Now, look, if a news organization came out with a story and they said, this is what the White House said, I'd say, okay, well, whatever. You should go to a doctor and find one that you actually trust. When YouTube says no, We will ban doctors who don't go along with what we think is the correct approach. Now, you, YouTube, are involved in giving people medical advice. And if someone is given medical advice by YouTube, then I think they should, uh, should they experience any kind of negative impact? This episode is brought to you by Shopify I believe this is a precedent that needs to be set. If a social media platform sets a guideline dictating the acceptable views in medical and finance and even legal advice, let's say I don't give legal advice either. They should be responsible for anything that comes afterwards. But let's take a look at this. If someone makes a YouTube video where they actually give legal advice, the only responsibility is on the individual. YouTube doesn't care. They won't ban you either if you say, I think you should do this if, if this happens. When it comes to medical advice, YouTube says you're only allowed our opinion. OK, let me just put it this way. Not everybody is a candidate for any kind of vaccination or medication. That's why you need to talk to your doctor. I don't know you and you might have certain issues. I know there are many older folks and many conservatives have pointed out if you're older, you, you should get the vaccine. That's what they say. I'm not advising it. But that's a, a mainstream argument. And there are other people who say you should not if you're young. Joe Rogan got in trouble for saying it. YouTube has decided you're not allowed to say these things. OK, so if someone gets bad advice because YouTube directed that information to them and then they go to the hospital, it turns out mm, they were allergic to eggs. And thus the medical treatment they were given, whichever egg based treatment that is. I know it's like apparently allergic to eggs is like a thing. They should they should sue YouTube. I believe YouTube should be held civilly liable. Because if the argument from YouTube is we do not have an editorial stance on the opinions of medical information and we let people say their thing, well, then it's like, but I, I watched a video. Well, you got to take it up with the guy who made the video. Well, hold on. YouTube says we suppress any medical advice outside of our opinion. Now they are outright saying they are the ones directing the information to you. Here's the story from Fox News, Fox Business. The Biden administration worked together with employees of Google-owned YouTube in 2021 to target alleged misinformation relating to the COVID-19 virus and its vaccinations, according to documents obtained by Fox Business. The documents acquired through a source close to the House Judiciary Committee reveal a level of correspondence previously unknown to the American public as President Biden and his aides sought to promote coronavirus vaccinations in efforts to quell the raging pandemic. The campaign was led by former White House Director of Digital Strategy Rob Flaherty, who has since left the administration to help run Biden's 2024 re-election campaign as a deputy campaign manager. Flaherty emailed Google team members in April 2021 to connect <clears throat> about the work you're doing to combat vaccine hesitancy but also crack down on vaccine misinformation, according to the documents. Flaherty continued asking for trends surrounding vaccine misinformation on the website while offering government assistance in the form of COVID experts at the White House to partner in In product work with YouTube, Google in an internal email noted that after a subsequent meeting with Flaherty, the White House staff are particularly dug in our on our decision making for borderline content, which is content that doesn't cross community guidelines, but rather brushes up against it, according to YouTube. A week later, Google acknowledged that they sent the White House the total amount of videos removed for COVID vaccine misinformation while discussing the government's desire for even more data. Full stop. I don't care whose idea it was. The moment YouTube took action, the moment YouTube met with the government who had a desire. That was it. The government meets with YouTube and says, here's what we think YouTube goes, huh? You can YouTube can come out and argue and say, well, we decided their advice was correct. OK, then the government was involved in colluding with YouTube to suppress information and they are not doctors. The government are not doctors. YouTube are not doctors. I am not a doctor. None of these entities should be giving you medical advice. So when YouTube says this is fascinating, fascinating, YouTube says that if someone's got a medical opinion outside of what they want, they'll ban you. At the same time, YouTube allows prominent creators to advocate drug use. That pisses me off. That pissed me off the whole time. Let's let me tell you a story. Casey Neistat, he's a good dude. I like the guy. He posted on Twitter, go get vaccinated. I responded with, no, go talk to your doctor. And he said, I didn't have to do that funny. I just went into a parking lot and they gave me my vaccine. And I was like, bro, you drove into a parking lot, and let a stranger inject you? Do these people ever stop and think? Listen, man, talk to a doctor. This is what pisses me off. YouTube's policy was that if you advocated for people to walk into a 7-Eleven parking lot and let a stranger inject you, that was OK. Absolutely psychotic. Here's my problem with all of it. How do you know when there is a, t- a table in front of a grocery store? That's a real approved doctor. You don't know them. So stupid. And YouTube allowed this. So, when there's somebody who walks into a parking lot at a 7 Eleven, because they were doing this, and a strange man says, I'd like to inject you with this, trust me, YouTube allowed people to advocate for that. I'm willing to bet. It's a fair and reasonable take that there were some people who are not doctors offering up injections. How many people were selling? Hey, it's a quick way to make money. I don't know. That's not the point. The point is you should not go up to a stranger in a parking lot and let them inject you with anything. You should talk to your doctor. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Let's say you pull up to a 7-Eleven parking lot and there's your doctor. You know him. And you say, oh, uh, Dr. Johnson, what are you doing out here in this parking lot? He says, "I'm, I'm doing vaccines. I'm like, oh, okay, great. If your doctor advised it. I got no problem with that, man. You take care of your own your own health. But here's the point. YouTube allowed this. Twitter allowed this. Facebook allowed this. They allowed high profile individuals to advocate people get injected with unknown substances in the street. That was OK. But medical doctors with degrees. When they go on YouTube and they say, here's my advice, they got suspended. I believe YouTube should be sued for this. YouTube should be sued for constitutional violations, for giving the medical advice. Anybody with any adverse reaction that was documented should sue YouTube and say, YouTube's the one who directed me to this. And they're responsible because they chose this. Here's more. They say, really, Flaherty's is interested in, in what we are seeing that is not coming down. Read an internal Google email between employees, seemingly referring to videos that had not yet been removed. The next day, YouTube's government affairs team emailed YouTube's product team flagging the interactions with the White House. There is a very high degree of interest now coming from the White House now regarding vaccine misinfo, vaccine hesitancy, and our work around borderline content. Unfortunately, the role of tech in addressing vaccine hesitancy is about to come, come under a massive spotlight, particularly as the supply of vaccine is soon to outpace demand. Then the government affairs team asked if the product team could brief the White House on YouTube's work to reduce borderline content. We're hoping to get something on the books in the next two weeks weeks or so to prevent anything from potentially spiraling out of control. The email stated, stressing the urgency of the situation. A week later, an update was presented with YouTube's government affairs team, writing the product team to inform them to inform of the discussion between YouTube and the White House. Okay, yeah, YouTube, Google and the White House were colluding to suppress the speech of individuals and some of whom are doctors. This is wild, man. Over the last several weeks, the Google and YouTube G.A.A.P. team have had conversations with the White House staff on YouTube's policies and all the great work that is being done to raise authoritative information and fight harmful misinformation related to COVID-19 misinformation. Now, look, I actually think it's fine if YouTube as a private corporation is concerned about legitimate misinformation. You'd have to take a light touch as to how you would deal with something like that. And what I mean to say is when someone posts something outright insane. Light touch, meaning they're allowed to say it. They should not be banned or suspended. However, I don't really care when they put the thing at the bottom of the videos where it's like, learn more about COVID. I'm like, that's totally fine, right? People should should seek out as many sources as possible. I got no issue with that. That's the light touch. That's probably the extent that YouTube has their right to speech on their platform, but they should not be banning and censoring people because otherwise, like I said, they are offering up medical advice. In this tweet, we have from Jim Jordan, the YouTube files part one Biden White House pressured YouTube to censor Americans. Internal documents from Google obtained by the judiciary GOP and weaponization at weaponization show the Biden White House wanted Americans censored. Almost one year ago today, Matt Taibbi published the first edition of the Twitter files. After issuing subpoenas to big tech, Judiciary GOP released the Facebook files this summer, revealing the Biden White House wanted true information censored. That's right. The Biden White House was trying to shut down legitimate factual information and big tech complied. Facebook changed its policies because of pressure from the Biden administration. Facebook removed content related to COVID-19 in response to pressure from the Biden administration, <clears throat> including posts claiming the virus was man-made, according to internal company communications viewed by the Wall Street Journal. The fascinating thing now is lab leak theory is the dominant theory as to the emergence of COVID. It's wild, isn't it? To think about the amount of censorship we were under and the amount of change we are seeing now. So let me just stress, when Elon Musk tells the advertisers to go F themselves, I ask you, you should sign up for X premium. Pay that eight bucks a month or 16 if you can, because if everyone did who supported the platform, the advertisers would be irrelevant. And imagine that a platform for communications that is not beholden to massive multinational corporations that conspire with political activists to suppress your rights and your speech. He says, now here's the first edition of the YouTube files. He mentions the email from Flaherty. Well, we have the image right here. It says, I love it. Not for public releases is presumed. You can't really tell for sure. Hey, yeah. A while ago, I met with folks from Google about misinformation and COVID-19. Was hoping to connect again with folks from your side about the work you're doing to combat vaccine hesitancy, but also crackdown on vaccine misinformation. Interesting. It shouldn't be allowed. I believe that, uh, I don't know to what degree Google gets tax breaks or government grants. I believe that all tax breaks for the Google Corporation for Alphabet should be stripped because of this collusion. I believe that um, they should not be allowed to further communicate. And there's probably some criminal elements here, or at least people some people should resign privately. Google understood what this request meant as internal documents obtained by Judiciary GOP reveal, quote, Rob's questions were very YouTube focused. He dug in in our decision to uh, uh, making for borderline content, which YouTube says is content that doesn't violate our community guidelines. Well, the latest news is this guy, Flaherty, is being subpoenaed. Good. Good. Right now, there's a hearing. Man, I've been spending the the morning watching this hearing on censorship, and the Democrats are evil. Debbie Wasserman Schultz is evil. It's remarkable. Lynch, evil. It's crazy how evil these people are. I don't know, man. It's 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 infuriating. It's infuriating watching the Democrats insult these journalists who have presented information. Why? Because Debbie Wasserman Schultz would rip your heart out of your chest if it made her a single dollar. She is an she is abject evil. These people, you know, what we need, let me tell you, are a lot of people who advocate for really stupid things. Let me tell you the way we win this one. We go vote. We are winning the hearts and minds. We are proving it every single day. And the evil is recoiling in fear in desperation in panic desperation. Donald Trump gets back in office. We get the proof. The system begins to shatter beneath their very feet. Do you know what they want? Do you know what the the demons desperately need? they need violence. They want violence. And that is the path to defeat. That's what they hope for. Something to legitimize their threats and and, and attacks on you. So, you know, we need nonviolence. We need 10,000 Scott Presslers. We need a smile and a handshake. And there are people that I fear are, you know, I I feel like most of you get it. When you get these acts of violence, they weaponize that and send in the, the troops. When they get legitimate speech, they panic. They panic. Look at what they're doing to X. You can see what it means to be over target. So what do we need right now? We're a year out from an election where Donald Trump is in the lead. These people, these desperate, evil, pathetic slime bags are terrified of what's to come. They use censorship to manipulate the elections, but it's not going to work this time around because the people are sick of it. Independence, two to one, lean towards Trump. Trump ain't perfect. But what we need is something to remove the bureaucracy. We need something to rip out the corruption. And it's got to be done through a legitimate process because there's two things they want. I'll tell you why. It's not just That violence would legitimize their position and allow them to use force. That's why they like January 6th and lie about it all day, exaggerating how bad it really was. But also, violence runs the risk of breaking down this system. And you know why a civil war would be beneficial to the deep state? It would allow them to get rid of the Constitution. An overhaul of this government would mean they could trash the Constitution and then take a dump on your floor. That's why the far left likes it. That's why they want the violence. That's why they engage in it. That's why they advocate for it. And that's why we cannot. It's why we must outsmart them. You know, let me tell you. In chess, you never really take the king. You put the king in checkmate, meaning the king has no moves to be made. Get it? All the other pieces are removed from the board and captured. But the king, you win when the king cannot move. And that's the point I'm making right now. When our political opponents can make no moves, we control the board. We don't need to take or capture the king. We just need to make them completely powerless. And then we're bringing about our changes. But I, I, I want to leave you with this. As mad as I am to see this, I'm as disgusted I, as I am with these Democrats and what they're doing. <clears throat> I want to leave you with this. One of the most important things to understand. Roe v. Wade was overturned. I, I, don't, I don't know that I agree with it. I believe it is a federal question as to whether or not a, a, an unborn person is a person. I believe that should be determined. But with this, there is something darker. Blue states, they're going to get abortions in mass. Colorado allows abortion up to the point of birth. It's a self-correcting issue. And it's horrifying. Red states will have more births and thus more conservatives will be born and raised. Liberals will abort their kids in larger numbers, and thus there will be population decline in blue states. Sure, they can try and use migration, as many people argue. That doesn't matter, because even the people who come here will be indoctrinated to these values, and they will get abortions. And the end result will be red states will grow in population, and this country will turn Republican. I'm disgusted by what we're learning from the government every single day but you shouldn't get down on it. You shouldn't be upset. You should laugh. This is behind us. We're exposing. And we knew we knew they were doing this. And now we're winning with Bud Light, with Target, with Macy's, all of these big brands failing. We are winning with Donald Trump's polling, with the rise of new media. We're winning every single day. So don't get down. Don't get depressed. Tis no black pill. This is us being like, yo, they're scared. These hearings, this information getting out, it's the beginning of the end for these corrupt Democrats, and that's why they're so pissed off. Oh, and don't get me wrong. They will thrash about violently like anyone drowning. And that's what we're seeing with the deep state and the Democrats. They're losing power. Their crack pottery is failing. Kissinger is dead. This world that they tried to build is failing and they can't maintain it. And we will be better off for it when he when we secure our borders. When we bring back manufacturing and we have been. We don't got enough to build the wall. That's what they said. But we can send 100 plus billion to Ukraine. Ukraine's on the verge of surrender. What a waste of time and energy. And all of us were right. So I give you this, my friends. Be not angry. Be invigorated and inspired. Now is the time to take the remainder of the field as they flee from it. We are winning. Let that be said. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I saw this clip from Matt Walsh. He was posting uh, two clips, actually one of Dylan Mulvaney and one of a spoof that they did from the new movie Lady Ballers, which is coming out tomorrow on Daily Wire Plus. Matt Walsh says, the funny thing is that our parody of Dylan Mulvaney in Lady Ballers isn't any more cartoonish or degrading than real Dylan Mulvaney videos. That's what happens when you make fun of something that's already a mockery. Matt Walsh may be insulting Dylan Mulvaney. I'm not sure. But let me rephrase this in a way that uh, I interpret it to be. Dylan Mulvaney is intentionally insulting trans people and women. I do not believe that Dylan Mulvaney is actually trans. I believe that Dylan Mulvaney got whatever uh, plastic surgery modifications for the same reason any other celebrity would to fit a role or to make money and generate fame and, and fortune. Um, my reason for believing this is that Dylan Mulvaney does not act like a, a trans woman. I know trans women, and we've had several on the show, and they act like people. You can argue that trans women are men. You can say all the things you want to say, but they're effeminate. Dylan Mulvaney runs a bunch of stereotypes about females, insulting them. Now, following this post, there was also another post of Dylan Mulvaney having a very serious mental breakdown. And I think this is an example. uh, uh, This is what we've been warning about when we've actually been. And I want to say, I know a lot of people probably despise and hate Dylan Mulvaney. Don't even want to talk about the individual. I'm concerned. I want Dylan to be okay, And I think the people who are who are creating this system, which promotes this, are despicable evil. I'm going to take you back in time. I'm going to show you the transformation of Dylan and how this whole thing came to be and what I think. You know what I think? I think Dylan Mulvaney is not trans. I think Dylan Mulvaney was just trying to desperately be an actor or whatever, comedian, and it wasn't working. And failure is not fun. And Dylan found an open door and it was claiming to be trans while insulting trans people and women. Making people who hate trans people and women laugh the whole way through. Dylan then pursues this and every day lays one more brick to the foundation that eventually makes Dylan become this. The breakdown video is sad. Dylan posted it to uh, his own uh, channel, their own channel. I don't what I'm not sure of the pronouns. I'm going to play it for you right now. And uh, I want you to see this. And, I, and I, I am posting this. I'm not here to rag on this person. I'm here to be critical of big tech, of TikTok, for promoting people's self-destructive behaviors, which causes them harm and statistically increases the risk of suicide. I'm going to play this video for you now. Yes. OK, this one's going to be rough. This
1: is supposed to be a crying day. Why do I always feel like crying? Why do I always feel like crying?
3: Don't do it, Dylan. Don't you dare. No.
0: a little better. Why do you always feel like crying? Man. Well, I want to show you the clips that Matt Walsh brought up because I believe it proves that Dylan Mulvaney is not trans, or I believe it presents strong evidence. But uh, I actually want to show you uh, Dylan Mulvaney's own uh, uh, page going uh, way back in time here. It's actually relatively difficult to get all the way back to the beginning. I've uh, shown this before, but I think it it really does matter. And uh, look, I know a lot of people are like, who cares about Dylan Mulvaney? It's not about Dylan as an individual, although I am deeply concerned about Dylan's health and safety. And I don't believe there's anyone there who actually cares for this individual. I think the issue is how social media algorithms are encouraging this and what it leads to. If you go back to Dylan Mulvaney's earliest posts, um, some of them have a lot of views. Uh, Gay Koala King has 10 million, 11 million nearly. And you can see that Dylan was trying to do some kind of animal content, animal news presenter content, and it didn't really get a whole lot of traction. Now, of course, now the videos have half a million plus, and it's likely because with Dylan's fame, people have gone back and watched old videos. But you can see that there was a certain period where this really wasn't generating a lot of attention. And then eventually there was a change. And some of them did. Some of them didn't. But all of a sudden, Dylan entertains this first from being gay to then being a they. And this is when things start to change. Interviewing animals still not doing all that well, non-binary coming out. And then you can see there's a certain point where the views actually start going up when Dylan embraces more trans uh, content, wearing dresses. In this post, it says, I'm a trans non-binary actor and have had trouble finding roles. That right there, I believe, is very strong evidence of exactly what I'm talking about. Don't is not actually trans. Why? Dylan Mulvaney was posting content as a gay man only a short while before this. So Dylan Mulvaney was not presenting as trans non-binary to these various uh, acting agencies or auditions unless Dylan was doing it privately in public settings for public productions, but not on their own accounts. No, I think what happened is Dylan uh, found a path towards success in the non-binary stuff. And then created this account claiming that I'm having a hard time doing this as a trans person, despite the fact that they had not been doing that for very long at all. Gender euphoria, more now 1.3 million views. And this begins the process of, hey, I'm coming out, full coming out video, 5 million views. It's a they. These videos were getting more attention, so Dylan embraced it. And then even after already announcing having hormones and being a she or a they, then doing a full coming out again after the fact. Why? The more Dylan embraced this, adding another grain of sand to the heap, the more views Dylan got, the more followers Dylan gained, and then started the day one of being a girl with 10 million views. Okay. This is what Matt Walsh points to. I want to play this video for you to make this point. Dylan Mulvaney is an actor who is engaging in this behavior for fame and day uh, one of being a
3: girl. And I have already cried three times. I wrote a scathing email that I did not send I ordered dresses online that I couldn't afford. And then uh, when someone asked me how I was, I said, I'm fine when I wasn't fine. So how'd I do, ladies? Good. How'd
0: I do, ladies? This is the point. Matt Walsh is saying you can't mock something. that's already a mockery. Dylan Mulvaney in this video was not trying to say, hey, look, I'm coming out and this is who I want to be. Dylan Mulvaney was insulting stereotypes of women. Dylan Mulvaney was acting like women cry all the time for no reason. And certainly there's a trope and stereotype, women cry more than men. That's a fact. But this is an insulting portrayal of it. I bought, I ordered dresses I couldn't afford. And I said I was fine when I wasn't. These are insults. These are insults to women. I'll give you another example. It's a clip that I just jumped to. Let me play this one for you. This is Dylan Mulvaney intentionally trying to mock and insult trans people and women. I'm sick of these lies. I'm sick of this game being played where woke people act like this is what trans people are. I can hang out, hang out with Blair White. There's a reason why Blair White has has a large fan base of people who are moderate and even right leaning It's because Blair acts like a normal person. Now, some people don't like trans people in general, and that's fine. You don't have to like anybody. You don't you can you can reject it outright and, and not be a fan of it. Totally fine. A lot of conservative Christians do that. But if you hang out with Blair, Blair's not going to do this psychotic stuff. Watch this.
3: Day sixty-six, six, being a girl. And today I'm in nature. Trees. I love them. Water, lakes. I love them.
0: Heels? They're my hiking heels. Hiking heels? <laughs> hiking? Because women wear high heels when they go on hikes. Lady Gaga, you Google this. Wore heels on a hike once, and it was it was like shock. Like is she out of her mind? Dylan Mulvaney is insulting women. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 so remarkable to me.
3: Bridges, love them. Coconut water, love it. Not nad, just love it.
0: This is what I think. The people who watch Dylan Mulvaney content don't actually think it's stunning and brave or any of that. I think the people who are actually watching this are laughing at the downward spiral. They're reveling in the distress of Dylan Mulvaney. It's almost like a game. Keep egging this person on and see how far they can go. It's insane. This is why you end up with this video. This is nuts. Today
1: wasn't supposed to be a crying day. Why do I always feel like crying? Why do I always feel like crying?
0: This is so horrifying, dude. A lot of people probably saw that, and I'm I'm just imagining, and then they're laughing at it and they're insulting Dylan. Bro, this breaks my heart, man. This this is like this this makes me want to cry, man. Okay? This this psychological torment that this person is being driven to and being and they're pushing it, and they're pushing it. Yo, it's like watching an anorexic and people are online laughing, being like, don't eat. Or it's like watching those videos of the people who are morbidly obese. And then they're like, yeah, eat more, eat more. And then they're going to die. This this freaks me out. It's so sickening. Here's the clip from Lady Ballers.
3: Day one of being a girl athlete, I've already eaten a whole pint of pistachio ice cream, given up on parallel parking twice, reread *Sense and Sensibility*, and started washing down benzodiazepines with rose. <laughs> I love being a girl. How'd I do, ladies?
0: At, how'd I do, ladies? The funny thing is, you're, you're supposed to watch that and laugh at it. Dylan Mulvaney was quite literally doing that same scene. Matt Walsh is correct. This is what happens when you make fun of something that's already a mockery. He's not saying Dylan Mulvaney is a mockery. He may be. I don't know. My interpretation is he's saying Dylan Mulvaney is is doing a mockery bit. He's saying that Tyler Fisher and Dylan Mulvaney are doing the same comedy bit. And here's what happens. Dylan Mulvaney is trapped in this world continually going down the path, trying to chase the dragon as gawkers on the internet laugh and say, do more, do more, destroy yourself. It started out as a comedy bit. Dylan just wanted clicks and it worked. And Dylan chased after it as people online and TikTok go to him on to destroy himself. Now herself. And now Dylan says, I feel like crying all the time. And I'm like, man, yo, there are sick and evil, twisted people out there. I wonder if you could stage an intervention for someone like Dylan, for Dylan, and they'd be like, I wish I never did this. This is how messed up the internet can be. TikTok encouraged it. People egged it on. They cheer for it. Why? I don't know, man. Because it was entertaining to them. That's crazy. And all these people that are like cheering for this, Make your excuses for this horrifying video of Dylan having a mental breakdown saying I'm crying all the time, all the time. Yo, that's serious depression, man. Someone needs to help Dylan Mulvaney. They're famous. That's why I do this video. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother. But I warn it's not it's not about Dylan. It's about what the Internet does to people and shattering their brains. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. In other news, Russia bans being gay. Probably not, but uh, that's, well, I mean, maybe. Here's the story. Russia outlaws international LGBT public movement as extremist. Uh, You know, I'm going to have to chime in and say the international movement. Yeah, they're extremists. And I'll tell you why. I mean, when I see people flying flags of an ideology, it's already getting to that point where you're like, OK, those people are really into that ideology, right? But that's not extremism. It's just you are like entrenched. So when I fight the Gazan flag, yeah, you better believe I am all about America, baby. Freedom, individual, uh, individuality, responsibility. But then you have to add into the fact that uh, many of these same people are fighting cops in the streets. OK, now you're getting into violent territory. And that in and of itself is not extremism. But then you see what the other leftist factions do. With the same symbolism, and people have been killed and so I'd say arguably there's an element of it that is getting extreme and I can understand why Russia is concerned about it but let's read and see exactly what they're claiming that's the Guardian writing so take it all with a grain of salt Russia's Supreme Court has allowed what it what it called an international LGBT public movement as has called this movement as extremist has outlawed what it called international LGBT public movement as extremist okay in a landmark ruling that representatives of gay and transgender people warn will lead to arrests and prosecutions of the already repressed LGBTQ plus community. The ruling in effect outlaws LGBTQ plus activism in a country growing increasingly conservative since the start of the Ukraine war. Oh, here they go. They, no, shut up. Start of the Ukraine war. I just hate these people so much. I'm sorry. I just do. Russia has always, always been opposed to this stuff since the start of the Ukraine war. They want us to blow people up so bad, these disgusting psychopaths. Let me tell you. Hanging out with some friends, I mentioned this, and and I met a woman who is from the Netherlands. And we were talking about the rise of right-wing politicians. And this woman, who is herself LGBTQ, said that it's because it's everywhere and because people are tired of seeing it. It is it is funny how that the inflection of uh, uh, the language is there. It's always up. So the people there, I think they are tired of seeing it everywhere. And, you know, but, you know, it's fine. You can talk that way. You're up. That's how you do. But uh, yes, this is the the, the basic premise was people are are tired of seeing this just battered everywhere. U.S. embassies flying a flag of an ideology. Yeah, it's going to cause a backlash. Here we go. The ruling, in effect, outlaws activism in a country growing blah, blah, blah. The extremist label could mean that gay, lesbian, trans or queer people living in Russia could receive lengthy prison sentences if deemed by the authorities to be part of the so-called international LGBT public movement. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's already hard enough to be like lesbian, gay or bi or trans in Russia as it is. The Justice Ministry earlier this month filed a request that the international LGBT movement be labeled extremist without clarifying what it meant under the term which is not a registered entity in Russia. Well, I will tell you, when you create the progress pride flag, you have created a unique symbol representing an ideology. And that's how they get you. If you just said outright, like, you know, we believe this thing. I mean, let's think about it. I believe in meritocracy. Do I have a flag? No. OK, what about personal responsibility? Do I have a flag? No. No. I believe in individual liberties. Do I have a flag? Yes, it's called the Gadsden flag. And we have it hanging in our skate barn. So there's that. But uh, that's about it, right? So when you get to that point, and I I will stress the Gadsden flag is a symbol of the American Revolution. And so absolutely, we here in the United States believe in that. But when you create a flag for your ideology, they can then identify. And they've done it with the Gadsden flag. I think it's wrong. And I think in this instance, it's, well, it's, well, This is overly broad. The Progress Pride flag is the cult gay communist flag that is not meant to be insulting. That's quite literally what it is. It represents more than just LGBT. When you create a flag that represents a core group of people who have engaged in extremist acts, don't be surprised if they use that against you. And to be fair, the founding fathers were considered terrorists by the crown, though we know them to be heroes. And I'll tell you the difference. It's one thing. If you're like Hamas and you go and kill civilians, it's another thing if you are the body politic of the of the uh, land in which you live and the crown is 3000 miles away. Human rights activists have said the vague wording of the ruling that targets the international LGBT public movement allows Russian authorities to persecute any individual or organization it considers to be part of the movement. And that's the problem with authoritarianism. Okay, I'm not for this stuff. I think these people, uh, the progress pride flag stuff, I think it's crack pottery. But uh, we don't want the government to be able to determine you are part of this other and therefore we'll go after you because that's what they're doing in the US, but towards Trump supporters. So even though there is no such thing as an international LGBT movement, it is clear that all legal activities of LGBT organizations will be impossible in Russia, said Igor Kochetkov, the head of a rights group, Russian LGBT network, Lucy Stein. A Russian political activist and member of the Pussy Riot art collective so that everyone who identifies themselves as part of the LGBTQ plus movement could now become a target. Look, man. In the United States. 2008. Big push towards, you know, gay marriage and uh, not a whole lot of action. Barack Obama isn't for it. He says civil unions are something, but not marriage. Hillary Clinton's absolutely opposed to it. And I believe it was what it was. Was it 2014 or 16? Gay marriage. I think it was 14 gay marriage is finally ruled by the Supreme Court. And they say, OK, you can do this. This is in the United States, a gradual push towards. And, you know, if somebody if a guy wants to marry a guy, it's like, you know, my attitude is always just kind of whatever. It's kind of whatever, because it's not a particularly large group of people. The problem becomes when they start putting it in schools and teaching children things that are not for children. And that is the slippery slope. The end result is now there is a massive pushback and Gen Z is they've, they've dropped Gen Z support for gay marriage dropped 15 points over the past two years. That's wild because these are the same people. It's not like a new generation emerged and they have different views. No, these are the same people whose views are changing. And they're now closer to boomers perspectives on gay marriage, which is still support like saying, you know, it's fine, whatever. But going down and the reason for it, people don't like seeing it jammed in their face. They don't like seeing the marches. They don't like people being able to get away with crimes. And it's one thing. If two men say we love each other and I want to be able to see my husband if he's ill in the hospital, we say, OK, I understand that. Then you get these viral videos of adult men in tidy whities thrusting their 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 butts into children's faces. You get these videos of men performing sex acts in public at pride events. I'm not kidding. And there's that, that one where the man wears the Bugs Bunny mask and jumps around naked in front of children. This results in people saying enough. You're breaking the law and getting away with it. That's what people are mad about. I don't care if two guys want to get married, right? Or two women. I don't care. I care about when you go in public and engage in lewd and lascivious activities. I care when you have drag shows where people are removing clothing. You bring children on stage. That is inappropriate. It's crossed the line. As for Russia, this is what happens. It's not a good thing they're doing this because it's, it's ill-defined. It's vague. It's nebulous. That's bad. Okay, but we're not Russia. But my point is simply this. If people are wondering how this stuff is happening, you take a look at any one of these videos and don't give me this BS. These people, LGBTQIA2PPSQ plus or whatever, they're putting every every single ideological worldview under this umbrella to try and get it some kind of legal protective status. That's not it, man. The issue was: if you're a guy and you're into guys and you love a guy. Okay, fine. You know, like, bro, I've, I've always been more liberal on this one. You live your life, you mind your own business, keep it to yourself. If you're a woman, same thing. I think there should be no issue if you go out in public holding hands. That's fine. It should be the same for you as for anybody else. And if a kid asks their mom or dad, they see a, guy, a, married, a gay couple on the street, they could say, well, when you're older, we'll explain it to you when it's appropriate. But what's happened now is the schools are keeping it secret, they're giving it to kids without the parents' knowledge. They're pushing kids towards horrible things that could result in long term bodily damage. And for this, it has transformed what once was live and let live. It's transformed it into this is how you must live. And now people are pushing back on the whole thing. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like this start to emerge in the United States, especially the way things are going with people saying national divorce. Man, I got to tell you, I get it. I get it. Let's 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 take a look. Gay people will move to blue states; they're not going to have kids. People who want to get abortions will go to blue states; they abort their kids. People who have kids who are questioning their gender identity may result in in, in receiving sterilization procedures. Either way, all of it le- uh, leans towards and trends towards less people in blue states, and then in the red states, they'll do the opposite. Fine, you call it whatever you want, man. In twenty, thirty, forty years, red states will will will. Will, will overpopulate. Blue states will depopulate. And this country is going to change dramatically towards the right. I don't agree with what Russia's is doing, man, because the idea that you could label anyone an extremist with this vague thing is bad. And that's what they do here. So we don't want that. That should That's not a good thing. But I tell you, I understand why it's happening. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 6 p.m. over at YouTube. I'm sorry, 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then.